0: Before we start the show, we'd like to remind our audio listeners that this show was developed as a video podcast. If you'd like to see any of the visuals that are referenced in this episode, we invite you to check out our YouTube channel. Simply search for the Conquer Risk podcast. You'll see all the shows we produce, including this one. And just like the audio, you can subscribe to be notified the moment a new episode drops. Enjoy the show. From research by Potomac and the Conquer Risk Podcast, this is Who Charted.
1: All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Who Charted, the final episode of the year here for 2022. This is Dan Russo uh, with Potomac Fund Management. With me, as always, is Drew Wells. Uh, The most exciting six minutes in markets, as you know, we're going to get into it. Uh, right now six charts six minutes you know the rules drew let's get after it
0: all right we've been hitting the uh international theme hot and heavy here lately and uh, this is another one to keep an eye on for sure if you have to remain invested in this space i know a lot of you do so we've been calling these themes out take a look at international momentum relative to domestic momentum here momentum here uh punching above that long-term resistance level Above the 50-day moving average of the ratio there. Some nice price action out of what is arguably some relative capitulation there, uh, certainly into November. Uh, take a look at RSI down here at the bottom pane, getting overbought uh, for the first time, really since the early summertime here. So it's really interesting. We do a lot of work with this, uh, you know, certainly in our scans note that comes out every Monday, if you follow that. We've been calling these themes out as they take place. Uh, so it's not just... International versus domestic at the large level. We're also seeing this more granularly at the factor level. It's definitely something to pay attention to if you have to be invested here.
1: All right. Another topic that we've been hammering uh, pretty extensively uh, is commodities, you know, first on the upside. And then as things were getting a little bit more selective, and now as things have become a little bit more dicey within the commodity landscape. Now, back in April, we started highlighting the fact that the easy trade in commodities was over, just own a basket of commodities, right? And that being selective made more sense. That continues to be the case now. If you look at a broad-based index, such as what's in our Monday notes, uh, the Bloomberg Commodity Index, you are going to see that index under pressure. Uh, Testing key support levels, below key moving averages. However, under the surface of the commodity market, there's a bifurcation taking place. The metals, both precious and industrial, are taking out uh, local peaks from the summer and are above key support levels. Agriculture... Kind of meandering um energy is breaking down so if you look at the bloomberg commodity index or any broad-based commodity index the weakness is energy related if you're more selective there is opportunity all right everybody's paying attention
0: to the 200-day moving average in the s p 500 for good reason we didn't spend a whole lot of time above there but uh take a look at 3900 holding to the upside. Uh, we've been calling this level out in our notes for quite some time, so the SP is kind of uh, scrunched and trapped right there between the declining 200 day moving average and that 3900 level that uh, you know has historically been a battleground for quite some time there. But take a look at some volatility metrics we look at, both uh, a breadth metric and the VIX here at the bottom pane. Both of those have been declining. Um, you know, typically the VIX has been moving back up into the 20s. What we don't want to see is that move back up into the 30s that you know steady uptrend that we certainly seen uh, in the late summer and early fall, con- you know, concurrent with uh, that volatility breadth metric. But right now they're still rel- remaining relatively muted. I think if we get a break below 3,900, a rise in those metrics, biases probably with bears. Obviously, another break above that uh, 200-day moving average that's biases
1: with the bulls. Scrunched is a uh, CMT level four term, by the way. All right, let's talk about the 10-year Treasury note. Everybody's talking about bonds. Everybody's talking about the rally in Treasuries and across the bond landscape uh, since the October lows. Now, we've been highlighting 114 as near-term resistance for the 10-year Treasury note. It's a weekly chart. We're above the 10-week moving average, below the 40-week moving average. To me, now the wor- real work begins. If the 10-year Treasury note is done going down, it probably needs some time in here to build a base. Bulls want to see pullbacks hold Uh, above the 10-week moving average. They want to see the yield uh, break down below 3.2%. Until that happens, it's hard to make the case that the trend has changed, but we are on lookout. Next key level is the declining 40-week moving average and $118 price point for the 10-year note.
0: All right, semiconductors. This is one that equity bulls definitely want to keep an eye on. We want to see semiconductors leading. I think, you know, going back to the, the Chart of the S and P 500 that we showed earlier. If we do get a break above that 200-day moving average uh, in the S and P, you definitely want to start to see uh, semiconductors at least continue to outperform here. So, uh, semis trading above uh, the ETF rather trading above 50-day moving average. It's rising above kind of a long-term uh, battleground zone. Again, very similar to the S and P. I've uh, really gone nowhere for the past six weeks or so, but I take a look at relative to the S&P 500 here, above long-term relative uh, support right there above the rising 50-day moving average ratio. Again, another relative battleground zone, but I think this is some confirmatory evidence and maybe some intermarket evidence, if you will, if you know, the S&P continues to rise, break above the 200-day, you definitely want to see semis leading here, uh, but definitely do not want to see, the bulls don't want to see a breakdown in semis.
1: All right, and... Because this is the last show of the year, we're going to bring it home uh, with a little something different. This is the LiveX Wine Index. As many of you know, people have been following me for a long time. I am a uh, a big fan uh, of wine. And in a year where it's been hard to find uptrends in the equity markets and certainly in the fixed income markets, uh, these charts jumped out at me. The Fine Wine Index is having a stellar year, actually a second year in a row, uh of of being higher and what's interesting to me is that it's not the heavy hitters it's not the fine wine 50 uh that's leading the charge that's certainly up year to date but you know only up about 2.8 percent it's very similar to the equity market it's as you move down cap we've been talking a lot in the equity markets about how small caps have been outperforming the big generals check out the livex fine wine 1000 up 13.6 percent year to date outperforming the Fine Wine 50 uh, and outperforming the Fine Wine 100. So the good news is if you are a wine collector, this is a diversifying asset, at least this year. The bad news is if you're looking to do some holiday shopping for, uh, for parties, in particular New Year, it looks to me like you're going to be paying up for a second year in a row. So that is the final chart that I have. Drew, take us off.
0: The man himself in his element. Thank you, everybody, to, has, to uh, those of you who have supported us all year long. We certainly appreciate your uh, your viewership here, and thank you so much for, for a great year. Of course, uh, smash that like button and subscribe, and
1: have a great holiday. Don't party too hard, and we'll see you next year. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you in 2023. Happy and healthy holidays to you all.
0: This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.